Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You have found The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College, where it's all happening right in front of us here, Matt. Uh, Got to love it. Uh, we're enjoying uh, this great view up here. First day in pads for the Steelers and uh, lots of uh, expectations there as uh, well. Uh, we'll see how this uh, all all plays out today. Should be a backs on backers day. Uh, but Steelers making a minor roster move today. Uh, they signed uh, wide receiver Javon McKinley and uh, released uh, linebacker Tyree Johnson. He was the kid from uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about either. Uh, I don't think this is a, boy, we're really short on receivers. We need a need there or anything like that. And my hunch is they just had an eye on this kid and wanted to add him, see what he could do. Uh, do you know if he has return skills or is there I anything? I do not. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure that out. We'll figure all that stuff out. But yeah. uh, I, I think, you know, I, I'm getting a lot of questions about it. Well, I thought Tyree Johnson was, was he's an undrafted guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean. That's, this tells me that, A, they feel like uh, they obviously like some other guys better. That's what I was thinking, too, is there's other young guys in that room yeah. that must be stepping up that they're feeling confident about. I also think that, you know, people are, I think people are selling Gennard Avery and, and Derek Tuska a little short mm-hmm. uh, on what I think the Steelers like them a lot better than fans do at this point. Yeah, it's probably safe. Um, I, I've mentioned over the last couple months, even since the Avery signing, that an edge guy slash outside linebacker, whatever you want to call him, a backup running back and a potential tackle would be the three things I was kind of looking outside the organization for, especially after Ogunjobi had been signed and you know that, that lock filled that room up in a hurry. I, of, of that group, the outside linebacker situation is the one I feel the best about, though, in terms of depth. I mean, I think yeah. Taus goes uh, like if they had a Jannard Avery at running back. That'd be fine. You, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm just getting greedy with edge <laughs> yeah, guys. You I know, if you. I can get another one. Um, but I think Avery's a very capable three, and maybe even more than a three, I think he's more of a, a change-up, a knuckleball, like just a little bit different than your go-to pitch there. And, and he has some versatility. So yeah, he's a keeper, and he could make an impact on this team and you know be a long-term guy maybe. Yeah, I think today's going to be a big day to uh, maybe – show some of that mm-hmm. and you mentioned the running backs as well well today is going to be a big day for them too sure with backs on backers you had a great point about avery i guess it was saturday just a couple of days ago about backs on backers might be a spot that he really shines because he's fast and if you can give him a couple you know steps before contact with that back which that drill is and is a problem for backs obviously more so than backers <laughs> but he may really shine in that department um, Najee aside, well, I guess Watt is aside too. 
I'm curious how the backs hold up. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, Benny Snell's gotten. He's, he's, he's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done a, a. There were a couple of plays last year where Benny Snell was in there and and, and slid across and picked some guys up late that mm-hmm. uh, were noteworthy. I think he's gotten much better at that. But that's one thing that young running backs, in particular. They struggle with it. They do. And this drill is not going to do them any favors. I mean, that's definitely a defensive favor drill. Always one of the highlights, though. You're right. Snell's sturdy. He he does the dirty work. You know, I mean, he definitely does not lack toughness or competitiveness either, which is well, you know, half of what pass protection is about for backs, you know, yeah. the one-two. I think he's sold a little short, too, by by Steeler fans. Like, mm-hmm. Just cut him. Just cut him. Get rid Stinks. of him. Get somebody Get else in Right, here. right, right. I mean, he's an NFL running back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just I not agree. somebody that you want to go out there. He's not He's not the guy that you necessarily want to be the full-time replacement. If, like, if, if not, if something, you know. Like, D'Angelo Williams is pie in yeah, the sky. Perfect. perfect. You're yeah. right. But you're not going to get that at this point. No, no. Know? Um, but, you know, if, if if they had to play Benny Snell for a game or two. No, that wouldn't worry me. Yeah, they would be. I mean, I think that's what he's better suited to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I, I brought this up uh, a couple weeks ago. His average – in his five starts in his career, he's averaged 4.2 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's not the problem. The problem is I don't think he's enough change of a pace kind of guy that you have to say, oh, well, we, we want to take Najee out for this series, so we have to play Benny Snell. Like, right, right, right. That's where, you, you, you know, you're lacking a little bit. Like, there's nothing there that says, yeah, you got to play this guy. Right, right. He doesn't demand playing yeah. time like some guys do in this offense. You're hoping the Calvin Austins of the world, you know, or – Boy, he's really dynamic. Maybe he's not a full-time guy for us, but how can I not use him every game? Yeah, find ways to get right. those guys on the field. You right, don't right, have right. to do that with Benny Snell, which, no, you know. And, and, frankly, I know he'd be fine in this capacity, but with the workload that Najee gets and the pounding he gets, and we understand that running backs take a beating in this league no matter who they are, if he were to miss extended stretch, I'm not talking about a game or two. I mean, extended stretch. Like a month. I think he'd suffer pretty bad there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that's not going to be the same because, no. you know, Snell doesn't catch the ball as well as he does either. Right. That's, that's the other right, part right, of the right. equation. I think in terms of run style, stylistically they're similar. You could use them the same way. Yeah. I mean, you'd ask him to run the same type of runs. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. But in terms of, you know, just the, you know, keeping him on the field on third downs and things like that that, that mm-hmm. you do with Najee. No, that's not the same. No, absolutely not. And, you know, no one expects them to be the same. But I think there's a little bigger gap there than I would ideally feel comfortable with. The gap from Highsmith to Avery, though, might be, to your point, less than people realize. Yeah, I just don't think people know enough about him mm-hmm. as a player because he's he started games, he started inside, he started outside, um, but he's never really gotten found that, that true niche. And that was even how he was looked at upon in the draft process. Right, right, right. You know, Tested is, really well. Is he an inside backer? Is he an outside? Because he has outside linebacker size in terms of the you know, what they what they look for in this defense. Oh, yeah, he fits fine. Um, but he doesn't have that ideal height. That's the only thing there. Mm-hmm. I mean, but 15 years ago as an inside linebacker, you'd say, oh, he's your, he's your you know, your 4-3 Mike linebacker. Downhill type yeah. dude, right, right. Um, in today's NFL, you know, you don't want him playing – Snap after snap after snap, flipping his hips and dropping into coverage. Although or, he is you know. fast. Oh, he runs really well. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just not ideal there. I mean, you would think of Miles Jack, you know, what you expect out of Bush. Those guys are going to be better coverage players than him. So there's a chance. I don't think it is. I think, you know, people worry about him as, is he a jack-of-all-trade, master-of-none type? But 
I think he's a speedball off the edge that that in itself gives him a lot of value. And actually, I think he's more than that, too, you know. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of that, uh, his burst, um, you know, I, I think Alex Highsmith and, and T.J. Watt to a large degree and Bud Dupree before him win with their first step. A lot. A, a lot. lot. Yeah. I, I forget where I saw this. Maybe this was a NFL, you know, advanced stats thing or something like that. But. It shocked me that both those edge guys, Watt and Highsmith, their get-off, however they measure it, was elite. And it made yeah. me think maybe the Steelers aren't as worried about being 6'5 with long arms. Maybe it's a first, second step thing that they're scouting at the, the college level a little bit more. And, and, and before that, it was Dupree right, he and was Watt always who were on too. top. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were, so it's something that they work on. 100%. Um, and so, I'm sure they work on it here. Yeah. I mean, I would think that's you know the building block is – Boy, he's got a really good get off when I'm timing it in college. We can work with that. Yeah, you know? right. So it tells me if if you can get Gennard Avery, who runs a four five seven, which is similar to what Bud Dupree ran mm-hmm. coming out of school. If you can get that guy, he doesn't look like Bud, but quicker on his first yep, step. Yep, yep. And he has that kind of four, you know he has four five seven speed. He's obviously athletic enough that you can get you can put some you could stress the defense. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'm not sure it's out of the question to think of. Avery, Highsmith, and Waddle on the field together either. You know? No, especially, like you play the Ravens. The Ravens are good. Now you're putting another, right. another four or five-ish guy on the field right. against the Ravens. With all the tight ends they'll have on the yeah. field and fewer receivers, that makes some sense. You're putting some similar body types to Charlie Kolar and you know, Mark Andrews and those guys. The 17 so. tight ends that the yeah, Ravens right. are going to line right, up Right, with. right, right. And they're not going to have you know a bunch of 4-3 guys out there, especially with Marquise Brown now in Arizona. So before practice gets too – Heated up here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Sean Watson. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's going to miss the first six games of the year. Uh, that will, of course, include uh, – we know that right now, that he's going to at least miss the first six. So the NFL can still appeal it, right? Correct. So could the NFLPA, but they've said that they're not going to. Mm-hmm. I would think they're quite happy with yeah, the Yeah, I think they're pretty happy with it. Right. Uh, but the NFL has three days to appeal. Uh, the appeal would then be heard by Roger Goodell, who would then make the decision. So – so it all comes back to Roger in the end. <laughs> it all comes back to Roger in the end. Um, I I think that he ends up getting a, at least a couple more games added on. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if Roger says, "No, we're going to do this for eight. Um, you know, and then he can apply after six weeks or after five weeks, and we'll see if we, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if he's done the things that we think he, we say he needs to do, stuff like that. Um, so you do think the NFL will appeal it? I do. I think we'll probably learn that today, don't you think? Whether soon, do or yeah, not. We'll, right. we'll learn it soon. Um, but he's going to miss games against their opener against Carolina. Their first six games aren't that tough. Not that tough. So no. it's Carolina, then they play the Jets at home, mm-hmm. then they play the Steelers at home. Uh, they also have games against um, – I think the Ravens are six. The Falcons. Falcons are one of them. The Falcons – the Chargers and the Patriots. Ravens, okay, and the Ravens, Ravens are the seventh, seventh game. game. Okay, okay. I scanned it while I was flying down the highway. Four of those games actually. are at home for the Browns. Okay. Which, in some ways, is good; in other ways, is bad. Well, it only leaves you four games left for when Deshaun's back that right. are at, in, at home. That could be a bit of an issue. Yeah. That could be a bit of an issue. Um, and frankly, I don't expect Watson, whenever he returns that first game or two, to be you know, his typical self on the field. So I think there'll be a little acclimation period, whether it's six games, eight games, whatever. And I'm talking about game seven, game nine, you know, whatever the day he's back. For the Browns, this is tremendous news to me. You know, I mean, I think this keeps him. Well, it is and isn't. 
I think uh, it's a short number. Say, go, ahead, go ahead and say why you, you think it's a good thing. I'll tell you why it's a bad thing. Well, I think six games as opposed to a year is obviously a good thing. You know, I mean, that they can weather that six-game storm, even if they're two and four, maybe they're three and three with games like Atlanta out there, run the ball. Brissett can handle six games worth of, you know, handling things, and maybe goes eight, who knows. Um, and then Watson, I think, comes back, and he's rusty, as I mentioned. But I think the second half of the season, you have the guy that you paid all the money for. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, that's my hunch. So here's why it's a bad thing. Okay. So the Browns, if he had been suspended for the entire season, mm-hmm. could have told that contract. Contractually, it's a bad thing. Contractually, it's a bad thing for them because they lose half of him for about half of this season, even mm-hmm. if it just sticks at six games. So let's say that they, they start off two and four. Yeah, or yeah, something like that, that without him. Logical, I'd say they're which could happen. Let's say they're over unders two or two and a half in yeah. those first six games. All right, so he comes back. He struggles the first couple of games. First games in Baltimore. Uh, that, that's going to be a, right. a rough one. So they don't make the playoffs this year. Well, now next year, and again, as I said, they, they could have told his contract for this year. In which case, next year in twenty twenty three, he would have counted. Uh, nine point six million dollars against as opposed to like cap. fifty. Next year, that number jumps to fifty-four point nine million, which is bonkers. Right, right, right. Bit of a difference. They're thirty-two million dollars over next year's cap. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have taken care of that right there without right, having right. to you do anything. Hundred percent. They wouldn't have to cut anybody. They'd still have cap space available. Mm-hmm. As it is now, they're going to have to release guys. So if he had been oh, a year sus- from now is going to get ugly for them. If he had been suspended right. for the entire season, I think they would have been better off than if he gets suspended for half of this year, or as it is six games. Obviously, the, the Watson discussions come up a lot with us, as has you know the Browns cap, and they have a unique way of team building and using their money anyway, even before the Watson deal. But the way it's set up, in a nutshell, is this season was their most open window yeah. to be to maximize what they can put on the field in terms of how they're paying their players, all that good stuff. If Watson were to be suspended for the whole year and, you know, kick the, the, road, the salary down the, the road, you would have got an extra year that way. So I hear you. I'm just not ready to dismiss them now as not being a playoff team this year. I kind of am in the AFC. I'm not. Well, I mean, here's, and here's why, Matt. So if, if you look at their schedule in a nutshell, mm-hmm. you say, well, their, their schedule is pretty easy without Deshaun. Those six. Well, okay. So if they had had Deshaun, maybe they go five and one in those games. Or, or four and two. Or, or yeah, right, two. right. If they go two and four, they're climbing uphill the rest of the way. And that schedule. I get it. That schedule is not easy. Uh, I, I, oh, I mean, they play the you know the same divisions the Steelers do, of course, and it's not much different than the Steelers. So it, it is difficult. You're right. And a lot of the home games are out of the way early. So um, here, here's the schedule after Deshaun comes back. Okay. Starting week seven, huh? Browns at Ravens. Bengals at Browns, Browns at Dolphins, Browns at Bills, Buccaneers at Browns, Browns at Texans, Browns at Bengals, Ravens at Browns, Saints at Browns, Browns at Commanders, Browns at Steelers. Yeah, I if mean, they're two and four, I'm seeing at least at least four more losses there, probably more than that. I mean, just as you're rattling them off, I wasn't reading them. I mean, Houston, Washington, maybe that's it where we stand today that are. Clearly, the Browns are favored in that game. You know what I mean? Like well, here, a lot of those so games. Might Browns be. at Ravens. They're going to be a dog there. Probably, yeah. Bengals at Browns. They're probably, probably a dog, a dog there. Right. Yeah. Browns at Dolphins. Who knows? 
I want to see how those two games go with Browns the and Bills are definitely a dog. Yeah, they're a dog. Buccaneers at Browns. They're definitely a dog. Probably right. Browns at Texans, they're favored. Yeah. Browns at Bengals, they're a dog. Ravens at Browns. Hard to say at this Hard point. Hard to say at this point. In their building, you know, yeah. right. Saints at Browns. I think the Saints are a better team than the Browns. Yeah. Browns at Commanders. Probably a favorite. Probably a favorite. And then Browns at Steelers. But who knows if it means anything right. or whatever. But, no, I hear you. I mean, it is definitely a difficult schedule. But if he's back to being Watson, that's a good team. I just don't know that I expect that, though. See, I'm thinking by week eight, nine, ten, he'll be there. You okay, know, with, but with by then they could, they could be two and seven. <laughs> it might be too too little too yeah. late. Um, a couple things there I've been wanting to stress is you know back to the cap and the team building for them. No matter what, now the Browns next off season after this year are going to lose more than they gain. Yes. I, I mean I know that as a fact. And they don't have a first round pick again. They they can't replenish it through the draft enough. I mean the Amari Coopers of the world might not be back. I mean they have a lot of salary cap dudes that are. Ten plus million. I think they have the most ten plus million cap hits next year in the like entire eight. league. Might even be more. It's like most of their O line. Yeah. Like Amari Cooper, Cooper, Jack Conklin. You know those type of dudes to me are questionable to return. You won't be in like the clowny market like that. that those type of guys anymore. So it'll be all on Watson at that yeah, point, David which is what jo- they want. David you know? Njoku's eight point four million oh, next yeah. year. Right, right, right. He yeah, better they, hit. He better hit. Now they got a lot of big ones. They got a lot of. You know, eight to fifteen neighborhoods, the Batonios and Tellers and all those guys. Now, I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm not trying to hot take it or anything. And I'm sure most of our listeners, and frankly, I think most of of NFL you know folks out there, are underwhelmed with six games or yes. not thrilled with it. I get all that, and I'm trying to be as impartial as I possibly can. Folks, he didn't commit a crime. I mean, you might hate everything about him. He may be the biggest scumbag on the planet, but he's not a criminal. (laughs) So, I mean, can it get to Goodell and he thinks that there's such an uproar, it moves to eight? Maybe. But deep down when, and I'm not a lawyer, but looking at the evidence, I think six is very fair. And, again, I'm not trying to get under your skin or, Williamson, you love Watson, you're a former Brown or whatever. If there was a crime against him, I think it's a lot different than the way it played out because he's not a criminal, folks. He might be a bad person. You might not like him. I don't. All that stuff's great. But there's just no, you know, evidence to say that he committed a crime. Well, there was also no evidence against Ben Roethlisberger. I get it, right. The crime. And exactly. He also got six games. Right, but that got reduced. I don't think this is getting reduced. No, it's not getting reduced. <laughs> right, but right. He has far more charges against him 100%. than Roethlisberger did. Yep. Times have changed a little, too, you know, in terms of how those to things To me, are that's new, why it should have been more. Given I the, thought it would be more. Yeah. But I think if you lay it down and you're truly impartial, if you're not a criminal, if there's not charges, you know, that you're guilty of, I don't know how you can give the guy a year. Well, we'll uh, see what Roger Goodell does. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. I Roger, mean, I thought Roger he'd get a year. Disagree. Don't get me wrong, folks. <laughs> and I'm not saying very he's well could disagree. a swell guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not, not inviting him over for a massage anytime Mm-mm. soon. Mm-mm. Uh, but anyways, we're going to take a break. The Steelers on the field stretching as we uh, as we sit here uh, going through that, and then they'll break off into some individual stuff, and then, well, it'll be time. Um, yeah, we're going to see some hitting. And see some hitting. Guys here. are in pads. Uh, good to see that. 
Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from St. Vincent College here on the deck next to the uh, uh, press box in Chuck Knoll Stadium uh, over- overlooking the field here. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live from Steelers training camp here above the... uh, the Chuck Knoll Stadium uh, playing surface here. Uh, we are on the observation deck here. The only, only radio show or podcast that can bring you live coverage from Steelers practice as it happens. Yeah, some, this is it. Some play-by-play action as well. You know, yeah. we're not exactly Madden and Summer all here in the booth bringing it to you quite yet, but we're getting a little better. And uh, it's been fun to kind of break down each play and tell people how things went. Great view, great crowd here. I'm hoping for some great hitting. You know, I want to see Lyman, and I heard, you know, a lot of the guys we've talked about have been impressed over guys like Austin and Pickens, and I think that's very valuable, and I think, you know, receivers and defensive backs can shine those first couple days of practice. You still have to get open. It's easier when you know you're not going to get hit. Well, that too, but yeah. (laughs) But in terms of line play, you know, like, if you're reading any reports from anyone that's supposedly on this top of things, good, that right? Goes, I come mean, on, man. You're not. You don't have enough to go off of. I mean, we'll see that starting today. I mean, I've seen reports out there as well. Like, this, you know, this quarterback is this for this many yards. You don't have any idea how many yards. This that many was. yards is funny because nobody tackles anybody. Yeah, and nobody you tackles. Take it eighty yards every time if you want. You're right. guessing. Um, yeah, and all everything now till now has been guesswork. Uh, now it gets real. Yeah. And I, somebody Najee asked me. just took that hand off 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> somebody there, asked right? me, how's DeMarvin Leal look? I'm like, look, I'm going to withhold any kind of thoughts on any of those guys. Sure. Any of the big uglies until I see them in pads. I, I mean, if you if you really want to know how DeMarvin Leal looked uh, through these, these first, what, four practices, fine. If you want to study him and isolate on him, watch his get off, see how he's moving around. Almost like in a combine manner, though, not a, a yeah, football taking yeah, on blocks, yeah. whipping a guy, or or even some of these reports during team or seven shots. Like, wow, that guy came in, uh, came in clean. The pass protection's a problem. Well, they kind of know the snap counts and the plays, <laughs> and they're not gonna, yeah. you know, it, they're not gonna. They could use any sort of bull rush they wanted, and the, the offensive lineman has no defense in this situation. So, don't look at any of that stuff yet. No, nothing like that. And uh, so somebody said, so I, I tweeted out that the uh, the crowd here today is the second biggest one of training camp, and I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. fair. I mean, so they had well, like Saturday was insane. Saturday had seventeen thousand people here. Right, right, right. And somebody said was capacity seventeen thousand. I'm like, capacity is however many people they can jam onto the campus because there is all kinds of room out here. There were seventeen thousand here Saturday. I think capacity is closer to twelve. <laughs> just from my, my access, to be honest with you. But, no, there's a ton here. There's a lot of room. Don't think it's so crowded you don't want to go out. I mean, it's certainly there's worth, the, worth First of all, there's to. not a bad seat. Right. And, again, I'm joking about there being so crowded. It was just a, an immense amount of people. But there was still plenty of spots to watch practice from. Yeah. Now, yeah. you have to understand, like, if you want to sit in the bleachers, that's probably – I don't even know what the capacity is here in the bleachers. But it's no, probably, they get full, yeah. 
but they, they fill up every day. Mm -hmm. But there's room to each side all the way around the hillside, and it's like a bowl. Yeah. It's yeah, almost yeah, like exactly. a stadium-like setting. And if you're a, large a, a real nerd like I was when I was a teenager and had my license or still out are. here, still are, <laughs> but you bring your binoculars. If you want to isolate on DeMarvin Liao and his get off, yeah, go absolutely. ahead and do it. You know, get, get a pair of binoculars and study whoever you want. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting today. We'll see uh, how that looks. Uh, the wide receivers right now working on blocking right in front mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. I, I had a conversation today with, uh, with a couple of the of the wide receivers, and one that I made sure I talked to was Anthony Miller. Oh, and, good. Um, I said, "How's your blocking?" I said, "Everybody, everybody here loved Juju Smith-Schuster. Fans loved mm -hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster because of his blocking. Maybe even more so than anything he did catching the football." Yeah, yeah. Um, he's Especially like, after his first year, he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't mind digging. You know, I'll go in and root somebody out." He's much bigger than anybody I think gives him credit for. Much bigger. And I just wrote an article about him, honestly, that I think will go up tomorrow or the next day. And the more you study him, the more you like him, and you, and the less I understand why Houston gave up on him so unbelievably quick. He was too um, good. They didn't want. To, they don't. Well, want, they don't want to win, trying games. To win. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, it hurts your ability to win games. But seeing him here live, that was something that caught my eye immediately. Was you know, we went through his combine numbers. He has like 10 and a half inch hands, too. You oh, mean like, big, yeah. He has hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, pretty long arms, but he's really well-defined. His shoulders are wide. He's got a thickness to him. He's built like a running back. Yeah, and, and I started watching his highlights and stuff last night when I was whipping together the article. I that was fun. It was. You know, they were early bear stuff, but often with Trubisky throwing to him. And really passionate. You know, I mean, you know, he'll, he'll celebrate when he gets in the end zone, and he lets you know. <laughs> and even I think it was Saturday or Friday when Claypool was out, he was getting a lot of reps here, and I thought he was the star of practice or one of, and, you know, got a gold star for that. But he mixes it up in contested catches, you know, to your physicality points. Do I know if he's a good good blocker or not? I don't, but I know he plays the game hard, has unusual um, pure slot size and strength and arm length and hand size and those things. So I would be shocked if he's not a very willing and able blocker. I mean, he, he's not going to put Miles Garrett on his back. I mean, but, you know, you need to get in the way of these safeties and things like that as a slot receiver. Yeah. Uh, just watching Deontay Johnson going through some stuff there. Is he wearing pads, Matt? Uh, why can't I find him yet? He's right here with the green shoes. You can't be able to find the green shoes. Yeah, uh, it sure looks like it. 
He doesn't look okay. any different than anybody else. It might be shells. I mean, they're, they're very they small. They might be shells. Yeah, yeah, they're very they might be th- shells, but yeah, thin, yeah. He was, he's doing some drill work here today. Mm-hmm. Um, people say, well, he's not working. They're still doing stuff. I mean, he was here, what? He's always like the last guy off the field. 45 minutes to an hour after practice on Saturday, mm-hmm. catching footballs from Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he's not out here. I mean, he's got a shower after practice, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been busy. I think that's the, the misnomer with the uh, the hold-in stuff. The, right. Oh, he's out there, but he's not working. He's not practicing. Like he's just got a whistle flipping around on his finger yeah. or whatever. No, drinking I mean, uh, drinking pina coladas right, on the sidelines. Right, right, hanging know. with the coaches and <laughs> yucking it up. Not As at he all. he runs through a route right. here. There we go. Yeah, really good stop start too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's who Anthony Miller reminds me of in terms a of a little. The, the he's start, bigger. The start stop. Yeah, stuff. right, right, right. I, I said that to him. He told me that he's worked on his pure speed this year, this off season. Okay. Uh, and I said, well, how do you do that? And he said, a lot of single leg, uh, a lot of single leg work. And then he said, just working on explosive okay. traits with my with my legs. He said, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been in my career. Okay. In terms of the best me, the best version of him. I mean, I don't know exactly. When you said the single leg thing, it reminded me, Dave Kennedy was our strength coach my last year at Pitt, came over from Ohio State, and his whole regimen was about burst. And it was a lot of standing on one leg, you know, sometimes on those, like, half balls. that are, that yeah. are You know, you see Kamara doing those things a lot, too, working on burst from in each individual leg, you know. Uh, so I'm, to, the moral story is, Deontay's not sitting around eating 54 Big Macs and no, chugging Budweiser's no. and, you know, chilling out. And he already worked. I mean, he's one of the hardest working guys on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see him out here before practice catching balls. You see him out here an hour after practice mm-hmm. catching balls. So I'm not concerned about that. I'm starting to believe something gets done there. Do you? I mean, they have the cap space. The I other think receivers are all, are, all done, are all taken care of now. Well, yeah, if people don't know, Debo just signed. DK Metcalf, I think, was the day before. Yeah. McLaurin was a week or so before that. All his contemporaries from that or that that class that wasn't a first round pick, no longer have a beef anymore. AJ yeah. Brown was traded on draft day. They were all drafted. And he together. got a new deal. So, I think that you know the you know if you're the Steelers and you're Deontay Johnson, the the bar now has been set. Like the the, mm-hmm. the price on that. Okay, Deontay, we you know we can't pay you more than DK Metcalf. Right, right. You know, we can't pay you more than, you know. I would think he's last of those guys in terms of compensation. McLaurin, Debo, Brown, Metcalf. You could make but he's going to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, he's going to be in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. and that's that's a fine neighborhood to be in. It's a great neighborhood to be in. Yeah. I mean, those guys are tremendous football players, and you know, guys like Debo are coming off rare years, too. I mean, he, they, they're buying high on him. I've just seen so much. Like, I look, if you don't want, if you don't want to pay Deontay Johnson because you don't want – the salary structure, the team salary structure getting messed up. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me trashing how Deontay Johnson has played. No, that that bothers me. Two totally different stories. Yeah. If the Steelers view the wide receiver position as that's not where we want our money to go, that's just philosophically who it is, I understand that. They've drafted extremely well. They just took two guys that look really promising. I can understand that team philosophy. But whether or not Deontay is going to be worth – the contract he signs here or elsewhere, I already know that answer, and the answer is he is worth it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what's the going rate for receivers of his talent. Yeah, right. He's a number one receiver in this league, and they don't grow on trees. Where would, where would you put him at in the pecking order in the league? I'd, I'd say top 15 for sure. I was going to say outside the top 10, but not outside the top 20. I mean, we really have to go through the league to really you know whittle it down. But I think you're dead on. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, right in that neighborhood. You know, the, so the people who said, "Wow, he's he's not a top, he's not a number one receiver." Well, we had this conversation early in the preseason. 
early in the offseason, how many true number one receivers are there? And I think he's a borderline true number one receiver. Yeah. I mean, to me, a number one receiver, they all come in different shapes and sizes. They don't have to look like DK Metcalf. But can they get open when the whole world knows the, the, the offense is going with them? The football is caught a slant right there. Uh, and especially, more than ever, can he beat man coverage consistently? Well, the answers are yes and yes. Yes and yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean he's got to be Jerry Rice or Randy Moss, uh, and he won't be. But to me, a number one receiver, and there isn't 32 of them, there's probably 15-ish of them, has to be able to do those things. You know, that is he getting his even when everyone knows it? And is he consistently beating press man coverage? And the answer is yes and yes with him. Like, I'm not going through the league, but Jamar Chase, I think, is the only one in the division that's clearly above him. You, know, you could make an argument maybe for Higgins. Maybe but I, for Higgins. Maybe. But I think but that's a conversation. They're very similar. Yeah, com- yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, just looking at who you're competing against in terms of receivers, you know, he's high on the list. Yeah, if we were if we were ranking the wide receivers in the AFC North, he's no worse than third. No worse than third. He's second or third. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a bad spot to be in because there's some good receivers in the division. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, people, it's pre- a lot of people would automatically say, oh, Amari Cooper's better than him. I don't look think up so. the numbers. I don't think so. Look at the numbers, um, and look at the look at look at uh, which one would you rather have on game day? I'd rather have Deontay Johnson all day long. I honestly don't think it's close. I don't, uh, even, I don't either. Uh, you can't put Bateman in that conversation. Not yet. But I bet Bateman's a better player this year than Amari. Uh, yeah. I'm not comparing either to Deontay. I just think that's where Cooper is. That Cooper's fine, but really he's a two. Yeah. I mean he's not a number one. And anymore. I'm not sure so sure that if you put, you know, Deontay the last couple of years. Remember now he's done everything that he's done in his career. His rookie year was with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. Mm-hmm. The last two years have been with Ben Roethlisberger. And when, while Ben... An aging Ben. An yeah. aging Ben. Um, if you put him with a young Joe Burrow or one of these young stud quarterbacks, sure. are people talking about him in a different way? Because the depth of target would be better. Right, right. Uh, all that stuff would be better. And again, I'm not, tr- I'm not throwing dirt on, the go- uh, on Ben Roethlisberger at all. It, no, he but did the his usage would have been different. Yeah, but yeah. the usage would have been far different. I think mm-hmm. we're going to see a different style of football this year from the Steelers, no, and no. I believe that style of football is really going to benefit Deontay Johnson. Uh, in the in the public perception, I think it also hurts him that he didn't go to Bama or USC. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he was a Mac guy. He was a third third round pick in a class that we just mentioned that was absolutely Studs. loaded, yeah. you know, and, which is no fault of his at all. But if you look at the numbers, he's right there with those he's guys. He's like number one-ish, you know, yeah. in terms of career production from that draft class. And again, that rookie season was with, with, with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Right, right, right. I mean. and, and frankly, maybe McLaurin's the only one that's had worse quarterback play, you know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, that's the only one. I mean, you put Jamar Chase in that in that on that 20 – 19 Steelers team. Right, right. His rookie year would not have looked the same. No, not even close. Of course. Um, I'm not saying Deontay is, is, you know, is Jamar Chase or anything close to it. Right. I think Chase is a very special player. I don't think Deontay is a special player. But But he deserves to get paid, and somebody will. I think the Steelers would be wise to probably do it. Yeah. I mean, at least make an offer. At least attempt to try Mm -hmm. to get something done. I don't know that they get it done. Again, that's going to depend on Deontay and what he's willing to accept. But, yeah. Yeah. And he may look at it like I'm going to bet on myself this year, play a year, probably hit the open market, potentially get franchised. But if I do, that's still a very nice guaranteed buck. And then you're taking a chance on yourself two years from now. Again, I can't speak for him. They can all they all look at their contracts differently, and I don't know their personal life. But as a third-round pick in the NFL, it's been in the league three years. 
by NFL standards, he has not made much. You no, know, he's so, just over three million. Barely made three million dollars. Yeah, in so his career. If He'll I make, can make ninety percent of what I'd make on the true open market, and I get it now, and, I'm and happy, I, mean, I like it here, yeah. and I don't have to move, and maybe both team team and players say, "Perfect, you know, sign me up." Yeah. Uh, real quick though, I do know a lot of teams that. When they saw these contracts coming up, as everyone knows, I mean, everyone knows when the contracts are due. A lot of the teams around the league, I know this was true with Washington, didn't think the price tag for their star receiver was going to be as high as it was. Yeah, you know, like yeah. after AJ Brown got traded, and then they gave him that deal. The Adams and Hill trades, you know, like all of a sudden, teams had to take a step back and go, well. Gas prices just went up. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, yeah right. And we didn't budget inflation that much. works everywhere, <laughs> right? You know, we didn't budget that much for our number one receiver, but if we want to keep him, we have to pay him that number because he's going to get it somewhere. Receivers are more valuable now than ever. Absolutely, uh, but Steelers uh, still going through some drills here in front of us. Looks like the uh, linebackers coming over. Uh, defensive backs, we'll see here. Okay. Are not quite ready for. Backs on backers or anything like that, but but I would bet there's some physicality to this period. Maybe. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close. Oh, this is seven shots. We're getting ready for seven shots. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're uh, listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more live from Steelers training camp at St. Vincent College right after this. Allow the Steelers. Steelers. We are always talking black and gold on SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. So we can now give you the rundown on uh, on seven shots, or always, although backs on backers are starting over. Yeah, here we go. Uh, but the defense won the day. The offense only scored twice, but we saw a little more uh, physicality there. A couple of uh, Najee Harris runs in seven shots today. Trying to run people over and actual, you know, football plays, trying to get them in, you know, short of the end zone, muscle on muscle type of stuff going on. Um, here we go with backs on backers. Not the easiest to see from where we're at. That was Benny Snell against Spillane, I think it is. Yeah, Benny Snell and Spillane. Yeah, looks like he stymied him pretty well. Then we got one-on-ones here on the yeah, other one-on-ones side. One-on-ones on the other right, side, Right, right, yeah. right. Deep balls. All kinds of stuff going on here in Wish front of us. Not happening at the same time, but here we go. <laughs> well, you watch that. I'll watch this. Okay. We'll see what we find. <laughs> see what Get we backs can dig up. Backers, a little tight end. Uh, that would be uh, Zach Gentry and Alex Highsmith. Nice job by Gentry riding Highsmith out around the quarterback. Good. I mean, I think this is a, a good good drill for Gentry, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You get those long arms on people. And he sets know? up on the line of scrimmage, so it's a little bit different for it him. It is, it is. Yeah, now you got Watt uh, against, uh, that would be Derek Watt, and that was uh, Ulysses Gilbert uh, on that one. Looked like he was, seeing him out of the corner of the eye, it looked like he really got off the ball quickly and yeah. you know, closed quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing here in this one-on-one stuff down the field here, but. We, we shall got, see. It's at, uh, that's Kevin Rader setting up there against. We get a, usually when they have a back nope. like when they have something like that, they'll have two guys. Receiver fell on that one. So. That's forty. That's Jannard Avery there. Yeah. That was a good battle though. Yeah. Avery gets in you quick though. First rep on that one, so we'll see uh, if he speeds up with that at all. A lot of teams don't do this. No, right. I think it's a very valuable drill, even just the one-two. Like, you're going to get beat a lot as yeah. an offensive player, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, you know, not or, for you know. sure, for sure. Um, uh, 
Not a bad job there by Anthony McFarland against, uh, who is that, 45? 45. So it looked like uh, Buddy Johnson. So Okay. Yeah, that is Buddy. Buddy's got the hair sticking out the back of his helmet there. That's new, I think, this year. Oh, this isn't even fair for uh, the defensive backs on this other side here. No. Steven Sims just gets an inside release with nobody else there. And I say he ate him up and then broke one an inside route and, you know, looked like a slot receiver and aligned in the slot there, too. Tuska doing a nice job on Jay Sternberger there. That's not Jay Sternberger's uh, No, you would suit. like to see Tuska win that one yeah. over and over, you know, yeah. especially if he's going to be in the mix. For sure. And they're going with some different, uh, you see, coaching up Sternberger a little bit more on his technique there. Okay. Nice little route there by. Uh, Who's that? That is that was Kobe Cody That's White, Cody White. Who, who's yeah, one of the White. the harder working dudes here. I just wanted to double check on the, oh, the roster. Najee and Devin Bush there. How about that? Ooh, there we go. Let's see that one. Yeah, we missed that one while we were watching uh, Cody White over. Mm -hmm. here. It was nice work by White. A little bit of a uh, long developing situation, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's okay. That's okay, you know, you got Connor Hayward lined up here against an outside back. I'd like to see him do well here right off the bat. He did. Yeah, nice he job by Connor well. Hayward. Yep. Very nice job. I wonder Still how on many, him. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't know this off the top of my head, but I wonder how many in line, on the line of scrimmage, you know, wide tight end, pass, rock, pass uh, protection reps he had in high school or yeah. in college, you know. Probably not uh, a lot. Yeah, probably not a ton, although right. he was a running back early in his career, so right. this might not be all that foreign to him. I just mean was, like on the line, yeah. having play like an offensive tackle. That was against those. Tuzar Skipper there. So Okay. He's wearing 53 this time around with the Steelers. So. we got Pickens coming up here. This is one I want to watch, but they're not they're happening super quick on again. that one. Hayward and Skipper again. Skipper got the better of them on that one. So. That's a nice little split there. They're testing uh, young Connor Hayward mm -hmm. in that situation, which is what they Mike Tomlin always typically does. Okay, now we're looking at one of the rookie backs here. That looks like Jalen Warren going up first here. I can't see the number, but I think that's Jalen Warren. Pickens did a nice job. You know, physical off the line of scrimmage, drove the defensive back up the field a little bit, okay. slight slight push okay. off, turned around, gave him a big target. Okay. Jalen Warren did an okay job there against Mark Robinson. That's not bad. Okay. Rookie on rookie action there. Yeah, yeah. Good way to make your bones. He stuck his nose in there, which is what you want to see the running backs do. He, I mean, you can't can't warm up to this if you're a young running back. You you better be ready to go. No, you're 100% right about that. They reloading that one again. And another nice job there. Nice job. I'm pretty wound up. Yeah, that was a good job by Jalen Warren. Tyler Sneed with a quick little hit, hit route there. Yeah, he's Connected. tiny. Yeah, he's tiny. Yeah. But uh, Oletacon actually threw oh, the last like two passes, go Maybe a third third go-round here with this, too? Yeah, third go-round. So you get the, tri oh, wow. the triple shot, the triple take. Oh, he wow. tried, Mark, Mark Robbins just tried to power through him and couldn't do it. Good job by Jalen Warren. There. That looked like a very powerful snap-your-hips bull rush, Absolutely. too. And Warren he held took up it well. On. Yeah, he, he took it on and stood up, up at all. Pretty job. rare for Coach to have him go three in a row. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be – Something everybody wants to see something more. That that, that will get Jalen Warren on Mike Tomlin's radar. Yeah, I exactly. you that. That that kind of want to. I mean, that was a straight bull rush on that last one, and he just he took it. He did in a big it way. stoned him. And I yeah. thought Robinson did just fine. That might work a percentage of the time. Yeah. Here's Gentry again. Uh, he fights. Yeah, maybe a little hold there. I don't yeah, know. that might have been a flag. <laughs> Couldn't tell. Can't see. That was 50 on that one. So that would be uh, Delonte Scott. Okay. 
I mean, he got in on him and Gentry stuck with it and might have held him at the end. Might have held him. You see that one again here. All right, Delonte Scott. That's that's a that's a varsity win for Delonte Scott there, two in a row. So we got our guy Anthony Miller. Looks like he's lining up on this this one closest. No, no, he was about to, and now it's eighty. No, Miller's not out there. That will get uh, Delonte Scott noticed, and people may wonder why did they cut Tyree Johnson? Maybe they like Maybe Delonte Scott. A, right, right. A lot of times that's how it goes. You yeah, know, there's a, a guy that we don't know much about, but boy, we want to give this guy more reps or somebody blocking him. Let's let's get him out of the way, and we'll get our guy who's showing some promise here, some uh, more looks. Yeah. Now we got Mateo uh, Durant over there going against Ulysses Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Looked like Gilbert got the better of him that time. Yeah. That wasn't well, not so good. Not a bad good. job. Yeah. Not a bad job. Kind of forced him to the outside. Lunged a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that. I think this is Miller here of the slot. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He smoked him. Little stutter move and then took him, and the, then took him deep. Yeah. They have not had a deep presence out of the slot in a while. I like that. There we go, Kevin Rader. There Raiders we go, Kevin fighting. Rader. Yeah. That was a good job by Kevin Rader. Who's he going against there? That was against T.D. Moultrie. Okay, I'm not familiar with that name yet, but good. He's one of another, another one. Rader's been guys. around a while, and he's a shot. Yeah. They got to reload that one. No, we're going to go with a different one here. We got here. Is that Benny Snell again? Yeah, that's Benny Snell. I would think Snell should hold up well. That was against Devin Bush, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that was Benny Snell, Devin Bush. That wasn't bad. He, he, had, he obviously gave ground, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen in that situation. Mm-hmm. Lots of good work here. This, uh, nothing's, uh, the only one who's gotten the, the big props thus far is Jalen Warren. Oh, nice little spin move by De- – nice job by Ben That was Snell. nice by Snell to recover. Yeah, nice recovery here because yeah. that was a good spin move. Didn't get lunging after it. Bush looked quick there too. He didn't yeah. get home. Snell, I think, wins that one. But Bush had some quickness there. Oh, 14 falls down, hops back up. Catches a ball on his outside shoulder as he's hopping up. That was pretty. <laughs> he does that quite a bit thus far. Yeah. Wow. That was pretty impressive. That big, big long of away from his frame, too. So I've seen a few guys slip in the middle of the field. I'm not calling out the grounds crew or anything, but just maybe it's just a. Might be know, a spikes thing that they need uh, to better spikes in this. But We've boy, got some rain here the last couple of days. He came up from the ground, snatched that ball way he's away from his frame. Times, yeah, it? that was nice. A nice rush by fifth. That's fifty-six on eighty-five. That nice eighty-five yeah. sticking with it. Yeah, say he should win that one, but yeah, Sternberger sticking with it. But yeah, Alex Highsmith should win that one for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see. But they're giving they're giving Sternberger some varsity reps there. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, I don't think he's a throwaway. Just no, can't not body at all. Type, not right? at all. Okay, we got Najee Harris up now. Who's he? Let's this looks he like does. Najee and uh, Spillane. So I want to see Najee stone him here. Spillane kind of cheated on that one. He came up. Yeah, he kind of jumped the snap count wanna, a little you bit. You want to kind of uh, if I'm if I'm the linebacker, I want that extra step. I'm not going to step up to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I want I want a little more force, a little more speed when I hit that running back. A lot of people made it sound. I mean, by the the moans and groans from the over that neighborhood, made it sound like Najee got whipped there, but he didn't get beat to his inside. Right. You he, know, I mean, you want to push to the outside. Right. You're gonna get beat. You want I mean, to get beat to the outside. To me, like he just pushes him past the pocket, which. I see right there. He stayed That's, really square yeah, there. Yeah. So, I mean, Spillane got past him on the first one, but he doesn't might have got past the quarterback, yeah, too. Yeah, doesn't mean he won. Yeah, don't get beat across your face on the inside. That's exactly what you don't want to right. happen for sure in that situation. Who we got lining up over here on the uh, – I don't see who's over They're there. They're not – 
busting through the reps here super fast in the wide oh, receiver. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, little Hayward got beat on that one pretty bad. That was a uh, 49. That's Gennard Avery there. Yeah, it he looked just, like he got beat off the snap. Yeah, he just, with his quick, he just, boom. Yeah, gone. first step, and he couldn't recover. And that's going to be a problem for Hayward. I mean, Because it, he lacks the length. Yeah, to say. I mean, that's why you want tackles with super long arms and all that length, because if you're a step late, you can still. Oh, boy, yeah. Avery's quick. Avery is quick. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, still good stuff. Uh, now we got uh, Derek Watt stepping up here. T.J. Watt not taking any reps in this one. I think they know. I, I think they know he can do this. Hurts the offensive 50, morale ooh. too. Wow, nice job there by yeah. by fifty one. That would be uh, Jack uh, Miles Jack. Um, yeah, just kind of. That was very nice. Yeah, I, I was sitting here thinking I didn't see the defensive player until late, thinking, boy, Watt should win this one. You know, I mean, uh, he's a fullback. Yeah. He's been around the block. And then they but, bring Miles Jack. But then Jack they bring Miles Jack at him, and <laughs> he didn't let Watt get his hands on him long for all. He no, he attacked that one outside that shoulder. Gonna, they're reloading that one. We'll see this. We'll see how this works. No goes. good. Okay, much better job by Watt that it time. It was. Yeah. Looks like Jack tried to do a lot of the same stuff to make a quick contact. Yeah, I don't his know that that's shoulder. necessarily his strong suit. I'm curious to see him as a pass rusher, blitzer. You know, I mean, the way this defense works, they blitz less than ever. But, boy, over the last, what, 30, 40 years, they've gotten a lot of sacks from their inside guys. I mean, okay, I wonder how much they're going to stress that. Gentry with a real nice job there. Yeah, and fighting to the end, too. Is that against Tuska? He looks like a tackle yeah, out there. that's against Tuska. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's got tackle In a good size. way, I mean, I mean yeah, in terms of moving his feet and yeah. sinking his hips. I mean, he's almost he's tackle size. Right, right, right. Yeah, now, right. I mean, he's 6'9", 280 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's... And strong. And strong, yeah. yeah. And he's learning how to use his leverage and, you know, yeah. he's come see, a long way. Going to see that one again here. Let's see. Or is this somebody new? That's pretty good, though. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, really he's, good job. he's patient. Against, he sits yeah. down in that chair and just kind of waits for his guy. That was and against Delonte Scott, lunging. so, yeah. Good. Yeah, so Scott had given him uh, some trouble on the on the first one. Uh, Gentry comes back and does a much better job there. Gentry There's, looks like, ooh, who, who was that? That's Buddy backer. Johnson there. Okay, there was some power yeah. straight ahead. Against Anthony McFarlane, so part of yep. McFarlane's problem. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Lots of live stuff happening here in front of us. You don't want to go anywhere if you want to continue to get live updates. You might as well be at camp. We're going to try to paint that picture for you. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit. Listen to this crowd. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.